You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Mr. Fotz? Can you hear me, Mr. Fotz? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's actually pronounced farts. It's French. I see. Well, Mr. Farts, you've suffered a heart attack. Uh, there's been an attack on my heart? Yes, quite a serious one. We don't know exactly what happened, but you were found hanging unconscious from a tree by your underpants. Children were throwing rocks at you. Oh, my. Yes, I was throwing pebbles. I was trying to be nice. Anywho, you're okay to go home. We fixed your heart, pumped your stomach, shaved your balls. Thanks. But, of course, there are some things you're not allowed for the time being. No alcohol, no yelling, no public transportation. Well, if it's no public transportation, then there'll be no yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. It is frustrating, isn't it? Oh, also, uh, no sex. Okay, so like no sexual activity or no sex? Uh, No sex, certainly. It's a matter of getting your heart rate too high. Oh, so like no masturbation? I suppose you could masturbate as long as you were relaxed when you did it. Like in a bathtub. Ew. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry? Ew, no, yeah, no. Ew, you're you're right. I'm at the shower because in the bathtub, that'd be gross, right? Right. But I wouldn't do it in the shower either, unless you're like me and you shower lying down. Goodbye, then. Oh, wait, doctor, doctor, I have a few more questions. Uh, what about oral sex? Mm, wouldn't that excite you too much? Wouldn't it get your heart rate up? Well, not if the blowjob was crap. There's no such thing as a crappy blowjob. Get real. Goodbye. No, 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 don't leave yet. Don't, doctor, doctor, okay. What about, like, three fingers in my butt? Excuse me? Four. Four fingers in my butt. Good God. Just hypothetically, what if I was hanging from a tree by my underpants with four fingers in my butt? Is that what you were doing when you had the sudden heart attack? What if the heart attack was intentionally part of the sexual experience? No, I would definitely not encourage that. What if his fingers were in someone else's butt? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are you? I couldn't help but overhear through this beaded curtain that you were thinking of stopping the beautiful union between a finger and a butt. No fingers in any butts. Oh, so thumbs are okay. Ooh. No, no fingers, thumbs, or broomsticks. Oh, well, I guess he's thought of everything. Yeah. Well... Guess I'm off to the grocery store. No fruits or vegetables either. Oh, give me a break. And by the way, who the fuck is this guy? Hey, hey, there's a very good reason why I'm here. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Well, that didn't answer anything. What if I had a deflated balloon in my butt and then someone blew it up and inflated it? No. Now, please get out of my office. Hey, doctor, this is my heart we're talking about. I need your help. It's not just a stubbed toe or a bullet wound. It's my core. Ugh. You're right. It's the doctor's code. How can I go back on all those pinky swears? I, listen, I'm, I'm sorry if this all sounds weird. It's all hypothetical, I swear, even though talking about it has made me ejaculate twice already. What? How's your heart? Oh, sh- 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 I can't feel my left arm. Listen, let me have this night to myself. I want to take myself out to a nice meal, listen to some Enya, and take a bath, and maybe just sit in a house coat and watch my favorite movie, Titanic. Can I just do that, doctor? Yes, you can do that. In fact, that's your prescription. Thank you so much. Just be careful. Titanic has some very sexy scenes. <laughs> You're telling me. That you know, steamy scene in the car? Death in the ocean. I'm sorry, what scene? Oh, too late, I came again! Wow. And you're here on the Best of Friends podcast. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, Morgan. Oh, oh my, oh my God. God. Everyone heard that. The city of Toronto. Uh, this is episode 59. I'm feeling fine. Feeling fine. And I've been waiting uh, 10 episodes to say that. And, <laughs> yeah, we probably uh, said it. Listen to episode 49. We probably said it then, too. Guaranteed. There's no way we did. Uh, we're here we on have... Never Sleeps Network, brought to us by our uh, awesome sponsor, 
the Humber School of Comedy. Oh, Morgan well, almost I, looked I, like you forgot about well, it. Well, no, because you were, you, I, that was just a like, weird way to say that. We're on Never Sleeps Network brought to you by. Aren't ne- we? No, but Humber didn't sponsor they Never Sleeps Network. They brought us here. They brought us here. No. They busted us out there nuts. They brought us here. They didn't bring Never Sleeps Network. Yeah. How do you know? You don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we were, we're actually going to be talking for 30 straight minutes without any, introducing it's our, our guest awesome guest. Right yeah. <laughs> we do have a guest. Episode 59's guest, Brandon Hackett, everybody. You doing? Second City Main Stage. Hi. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, Are you kidding me? More than Second City Main Stage. Remember Rocket Scientist? Oh, I remember. I want to go all the way back. Yeah, I want to. Oh, yeah. yeah, Rocket Scientist the first troop you were in in Toronto? Uh, no, second troop I was in. Oh, really? What uh, was the first troop? So first troop was I... Uh, brain surgeons. <laughs> the brain surgeons. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, pre, pre-med or whatever, whatever yeah. you call it. Um, no, it was a, a troop called Etched and Sketch, uh, which was one of the... Gary produced, uh, or the Sketches and produced, like two new sketch troops when Comedy Bar opened back in 2008. Oh, no way. Yeah. I so, didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. That was a, yeah, that was a while. That was when, yeah. Right when Comedy, Comedy Bar opened in 2008? Yeah. Yeah, right at the end of the 2008. How did I not know that? John Blair talked about that on his episode. I, I, uh, yeah. He joined the Skechersons right at that exact time. So they held uh, auditions for the Skechersons. A bunch mm-hmm. of people auditioned. The people who didn't make it, they put into two sort of troops that would alternate in alternating weeks, write a Skechersons style show and open for the Skechersons kind of. Oh, what? Yeah. Cool. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Thing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's called Etch in Sketch? Etched in Sketch. Etched in Sketch is a great That's name. That's a great for a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ran for about two years. So we did bi weekly comedy show in the sketches in the style and then uh uh 2010 we stopped uh, so that was my first troop and then rocket scientists i started uh the next year uh just took a little bit of a break and then i joined the sketches in 2013 right wow. i remember man you blew the doors off the place you really <laughs> i remember you did a sketch where <laughs> the blow line was wait a minute i'm not a doctor i'm prince and i have a show that starts in Three, two, one, and then the music. Yes. <laughs> just like the oh, just the time. classic Skechersons ending where <laughs> upend the reality uh, just completely. Right. Yeah, I think that's another Skechersons sketch ended like, oh, we were at a pool the entire time. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, those are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We did a sketch like that on this thing where it's I was Paul Giamatti the whole time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Every sketch is like that. To be honest, we yeah. just don't say it in every sketch. We're always Paul Giamatti. Always <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paul Giamatti. You want to look between the lines? Oh, that's just the base reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just implied. I'll be honest with you guys. It doesn't work when you do uh, when you do a sketch <laughs> and where you're always the same character. It doesn't work. I tell you because my improv troupe uh, with my Kelly called. Um, the drill but Taylor's where we both do old Wilson <laughs> oh, yeah. impressions the entire time. <laughs> it uh, it only goes good for about five minutes. And everyone's like, okay, this is over. We're done. Get it. Done with this gimmick. <laughs> but anyways, you've uh, you've been around for a long time. You're doing lots of sketches. What, well, what, so how'd you, you get started? Yeah, you went from sketchesons, I guess. To so how'd you get started before that though? Like. Oh. So before that, like, uh, how did you decide to do sketch in the first place? Uh, so that was something I kind of fell into. I think I uh, I was doing sketch comedy actually uh, at university, uh, my college and university, uh, and actually that's where I know uh, Anne and Jocelyn from. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, we go back. Uh, <laughs> it's probably about eighteen or something like that when I met them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we used to do uh, uh, at Victoria College, which is our college at U of T. Uh, there was like a, a yearly sketch comedy show called The Bob. And uh, when I started doing it, Anne was the director. Anne and Jocelyn were uh, like a directorial team, and Anne was the head director. Yeah, we just so we uh, just started doing sketch comedy shows there. I did four of those. I directed the last two that I was in, last two years. And um, that was around around 2008 uh, was when the yeah the Sketchers and Auditions uh, came mm-hmm. up. And then uh, I, I got an Ashton sketch and then just started doing kind of weekly comedy shows from there. I was taking improv classes, too, around top of 2009. I think that was when um, when I had that first sort of uh, outside of university sketch comedy experience, I, I decided to kind of 
try to get better at it. Because I don't know if you if you experienced this, but like when you sort of do you do com- uh, comedy in college or whatever, and um, you're performing for your peers a lot of the time, so a lot of mm-hmm. what uh, your audience finds funny or your first sort of audience is you're kind of supported by the fact that people at least kind of know you and you're sort of making jokes about common makes it a little easier oh, yeah yeah you yeah. laugh a little harder because they know you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then you leave you leave that sort of cozy environment and uh all of a sudden you have to kind of uh for me anyway it felt like a violent awakening where i, I was just like oh uh <laughs> nothing i write and nothing i say uh is funny to anyone uh, <laughs> Other outside of the people, people at big college that know yeah. my reference points i guess exactly yeah. that yeah. happens in stand-up all the time too where it's like you think this guy's so funny and then you just see them eat it and you're like oh right right they're yeah. crazy yeah we never like we never did sketches outside a comedy bar like we were all just uh, not all of us but m- many of us were kind of pure and, and and new to uh doing comedy for an audience outside of our peers well there wasn't really that many places to do sketch yeah, comedy outside of you don't like that that inflation was crazy i'm just learning how to talk yeah well um, i am you all know this episode yeah, if you've heard last episode but i sound like an idiot the entire time um <laughs> yeah uh, i feel like yeah there was, there was nothing going like on. there was like hard luck there was comedy I, bar. I feel like hard luck was even later too. Though. That was like it was. It was like two, yeah, and like and like you know what I mean. So there really wasn't that many like because bad dog daddy, didn't. You could have done it at Vapor, baby. <laughs> that was around at the time. Well, yeah, we did do it. At yeah, we did. We did, it did. Vapor. It was diesel too, actually. But Vapor isn't like a sketch. Like no, it, is it was not, not a room intended. where people were doing sketch. We were doing sketch there because yeah. we we're insane. Like, no one else does sketch. It was us and Lady Sash are the only troops that basically did sketch there. Yeah, yeah. like a weed room. It was. It was. Yeah, it's like the hardest weed room to make people laugh in the city. Can't wait to do it Thursday. Where is Vapor Lounge? I feel like I've been there before. Yeah, it's at Young and like Wellesley area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was there once for like uh, a friend took me there because he's like doing an open mic. Yeah. And yeah. we went there and it was awful. Yeah, It's tough there. But, um, <laughs> well, actually speaking of bonkers, yeah, this is that's, something we like to ask every uh, guest that comes on the show. Uh-huh. Have you had any bonkers, bonkers shows? Yeah. Any crazy shows? <laughs> any weird shows? And like, they were doing a show and anything crazy happens? Yeah. Or? Uh, let me think. Uh, at uh, So at Second City, um, I don't know if you had too many off the off the wall sort of shows. We've had... Um, we had a couple of shows where people just sort of like, uh, like audience members will sort of throw up <laughs> just really <laughs> like, really like whatever. And that's what you find. But like, they'll throw up and we'll have to stop the show. That's happened a couple of times. What? They'll pause wow. the show and they'll be like, oh, here we go. And oh, yeah. Yeah. If it's someone like in the middle of the audience, right. just puking during like a scene. Were they drunk or sick? Like, or like, right. Probably drunk. Uh, I think in a couple of cases, we, uh, in certainly one case, I think they were like, uh, they were just like sick. Uh, oh, no. I think usually it's like people who are sort of overdrink, but uh, I think it was someone who was like genuinely sick. <laughs> We've had a couple seizures during the show, but that's not like funny. Well, no, no. <laughs> that's so much bonkers is like, that's okay. It's, it's bonkers funny. though. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you address it? Like in the scene, you're like, oh, someone's having a seizure outside. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to close the window. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't you shut up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you yeah. stop already. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, we'll, uh, I guess we just sort of like, we'll stop the show on stage, that sort of deal. And, and uh, sort of be like, oh, we'll just take a quick pause until this is sort of um sorted out just sort of like typical emergency <laughs> procedures right, right. how are these people so rich that they can just spend money and have a seizure to show just wait, <laughs> throw away money that way i've never been heckled by a seizure i don't think that would be <laughs> heckled by a seizure yeah. is, you know that, what I mean? is that what we're calling it <laughs> yeah that's what we're calling it <laughs> wow intentional okay. seizure to bring you down <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mark, have you heard of this Humber College comedy writing and performance program? Yeah, man, that's where I met you. 
Oh, yeah. Have a good time? Oh, yeah. I had a great time. I improved a ton as a comedian, too. Explain. Well, for example, here's a joke I used to do before I did the program, right? <clears throat> How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? <laughs> Ten tickles. <laughs> Yeah. Yikes, yeah, I hate but, that. I know, yeah. But, but, check it out after I went to Humber. <clears throat> How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? Tentacles. <laughs> wow, well, see? I love that. Yeah. Humber School of Comedy. We teach funny people how to be funnier. Uh, we have to ask you. We ask yeah. this uh, to every single guest. Yeah, this is our sponsored uh, Yeah, sponsored uh, by Humber College. Mm-hmm. What's your, your dumbest, dumbest sketch? sketch? Doesn't have to be something you've, you know, uh, actually performed, but something you've wanted to pitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, what do you think the dumbest sketch you've ever written or thought of is? Okay, the dumbest sketch I can ever, uh, I can think of right now uh, is uh, we did um, for the Festival of New Formats a few years ago, the Sketchersons. We did, uh, our format was just sort of like sketches we never, like worse stuff, sketches we've never pitched <laughs> uh, or sketches that we pitched that were for whatever reason not uh, taken. So I pitch something that I wrote uh, because we have to write like a new show every single week and like literally half of what you write is probably garbage. Uh, <laughs> if not more, um, I uh, submitted a sketch I wrote that was, what was it called? It was, it was like uh, the first beat was something like people were watching. Like uh, it was like a, a new Disney movie. Disney's Rumpelstiltskin. Um, <laughs> it's great. And uh, uh, going through the whole, all the beats of the story and it sort of gets to uh, um, uh, you, you know how he sort of like uh, he helps this like uh, this maiden or whatever uh, spin strong to gold that's that's a sort of right, the story yeah, yeah. so he's like okay I'll do it out of the good, goodness of my heart and then he does like an aside to the audience and says uh, but I'm actually doing it because I'm super horny <laughs> uh, and then he sings a full song about <laughs> being super super horny zooms out of the sketch to the family watching the sketch they just change the channel uh, they change to something else and then uh it's like Jurassic Park. Uh, and then Sam Neill. <laughs> How are you possibly doing this? Like, on stage. How is this theater. done? And then it, it uh, zooms out of the <laughs> it, oh uh, And then, uh, so like Sam Neill just like leans into the audience at some point and says like, I'm super horny. So it was like, they just, the whole sketch was just switching, uh, Movie switching movie. channels, switching movies, and yeah. everyone just sings uh, a song about how they're super horny. <laughs> um, is it the same song? Like the same it's the same song, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was an awful sketch. <laughs> Truly awful sketch that I... <laughs> oh, hey, uh, it's three o'clock, guys. Uh, you know what time it is? No, what's, what's time? Uh, you know what's on TV right now? Ball Talk. Oh, Ball Talk. Yeah, you ever oh. watch this show? Yeah, it's actually a great show. It's fantastic. It's very confusing at first when you're watching it, but then, oh, you know, once you get into it, it's quite it good. Yeah, hey, let's put all the microphones right next to the TV. Sounds good. Welcome back to the show. I'm Wilmer Valderrama Sr. And I'm Seymour. Just Seymour. And you're watching Ball Talk, the show where we talk ball. And only ball. I hope you got your questions ready, because in a moment we'll be taking some calls. But first, Seymour, why don't we talk about some of the highlights from what we just watched? Absolutely. In the episode we just saw, Lucy and Ethel got a job at a chocolate factory. Inevitably, the conveyor belt they were working at went a little haywire, resulting in some hilarious physical comedy. Classic episode. And we have a caller. Caller number one, you're on the air. Uh, hey, do you guys think the Raptors are going to make the playoffs this year? They got pretty close last season, right? So... What are you talking about? I think it has something to do with basketball. What the hell is that? Thanks for your call. What, man, what the fuck? Else? Once again, you're watching Ball Talk, where we talk about early 20th century comedian Lucille Ball and only Lucille Ball. It's not that confusing. Now let's move on to a segment we unambiguously call Nothing But Net. 
where we examine the career of Lucille Ball and see if what she's accomplished can be considered a pop cultural net positive. Seymour. Wilmer. Would you say that Lucille Ball's larger-than-life persona, her inimitable comic chops, and her overall prominence in showbiz was a net positive for women in comedy? Hmm. Yes, I would. All right, and that's it for our segment, Nothing But Net. I think we got another caller. You're on the air. Hi, it's me again. Hey, this show is confusing, man. No, it's not. Thanks for your call. Let's move on to the segment, Talking About B-Ball, where we discuss the parts of Lucille Ball's career that weren't quite A-plus ball, but were still pretty good in our books. Wilmer, what do you consider B-Ball? Hmm. Her post-I Love Lucy career. I agree. And that was Talking About B-Ball. Next caller. Hey, it's me again. The program description here reads, Two ball experts do a play-by-play on slam dunks. That's right, her career was a slam dunk. Thanks for your call. You're using basketball sound effects. All right, well, I think it's time for another episode of I Love Lucy. Tune in afterward for some other unambiguously titled segments, including Three Point Line, where we rate some of the classic lines of I Love Lucy on a three-point scale, and This Is About Basketball, which I don't remember why we named it that, but it's basically just us talking about that Baby Chicks episode. Plus, we'll be joined by a special guest commentator, Shaquille O'Neal. Hey, I had no idea he was a Lucy fan. Yeah, me either. <laughs> oh man, I love that. I love Lucy. That's great, a great show. show. And you know that caller was an idiot. Whoever well, that was, was a okay. dumb idiot it's who should die. Anyway, this makes sense. Clearly, an easy premise of a show. <laughs> uh, but anyways, well, that was actually so uh, ball talk uh, run and by Brandon Hackett. Hackett original. Thank you so you much, man. That's great. The TV. So Hackett joint. Turned out wasn't a TV the entire time. That's yeah. why you heard just our voices. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. So, so uh, now we do a uh, fun segment that's sponsored by nobody. This is pure Vesta Friends, baby. And uh, we've never done this. We try to do a, seg- a different segment with every guest. And this week we're going to do predictive, predictive texting. texting. Horny sexting. Mm-hmm. That would be the rhyme. That would have been a great rhyme. We didn't rhyme this week. I know. <laughs> Horny sexting. <laughs> all right. That's pretty good. So we all have our phones out. And I want to know what uh, text come out uh, when you yeah complete the sentence, I guess. If the first three words are my sex life. Okay. So my uh, you got? sex life and then my predictive text goes blank. <laughs> <laughs> it knows I have none. I are have no serious? sex life. That's yeah, look. crazy. You're it right. Literally, All three blanked. squares are blank. What if you press one of the squares? <laughs> I Nothing have happened? no sex life. Nothing That's happens. It, it can't uh, predict anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I've never seen that happen. <laughs> what, what the about, hell? What about you, Brandon? What you got? Okay. Uh, do I just uh, click any of the? Yeah, click three? any of them and see if so you can build a, a sentence, sentence out of it. Okay. I guess my sex life. Grammar might not is, be great. Uh, <laughs> technological <laughs> innovation. <laughs> And I think that's <laughs> vaguely Mexican. <laughs> what? That's an incredible themed <laughs> party. There you go. That's that's nice. That is your sex life is way crazier than my blank sex life. <laughs> what, what was the first part of my? So, yeah, that, so, so my read sex the sentence again. Yeah, read the whole. So sentence. my sex life is a technological innovation, and I think that's vaguely Mexican themed party. <laughs> Great. I don't know why. Wicked. Vaguely Mexican. 
That's oh, incredible. Man. Mine was, my sex life is a mess outside of the house, and this is a mess. <laughs> it all just went downhill. <laughs> and this is a mess. See, <laughs> well, you know what? Yours is blatantly saying that your sex life was a mess. Mine's just, mine's being yeah. nice. It's like you don't want, you don't you want, don't us, want to predict it. us to talk about your sex life. <laughs> Oh, it's man. protecting your privacy. I'm really hoping yeah. that all of yours ends with a uh, vaguely Mexican theme park. I, have, I can't think of <laughs> why <laughs> would that's say in that. there. <laughs> vaguely, when have you ever said Vaguely mes- Mexican themed party. <laughs> it's vaguely? Uh, <laughs> What's that mean? Like one guy's wearing a sombrero? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like it's a complete business party and there's just one pinata? Like pinata <laughs> hanging in the door? I think I was at like a restaurant recently and I probably was like, that's oh, a vaguely Mexican themed Restaurant. Oh, that probably makes sense. Oh, okay, cool. Well, that's right. great. That's a great start. That was a wicked uh, first draft. Great. Uh, how about if you type this year for Christmas, I want. What comes next? Uh, okay. <laughs> did it give you any words this time at least? Like, did it give yeah. you any options? Yeah. What is, what you got? Oh, this is uh, making no sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're writing it all out. Okay, yeah. As opposed to word to word. Um. Uh, mine was this year for Christmas. I want to do it for the first time ever on camera. Oh my That's god, crazy. that yeah. is crazy. Well, why wasn't that your sex life? Your I sex, don't know. Yeah, my sex, sex life shouldn't life be on camera. I mean, how about this? Mine says this year for Christmas, I want to do something that I'm not gonna like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you? All right, so mine is uh. This year for Christmas, I want to get back to you on Saturday night and then come back to face my problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but not until Saturday, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what about, uh, what if you wrote, if I was king, I would, mine is very me, mine is, if I was king, I would like to see you soon, buddy. <laughs> man that is you <laughs> mine mean. i'm hoping isn't very me yeah. if i was king i would have killed him again lol <laughs> oh shit yeah that's uh, a very kingly thing to do though if i was king i would probably be a bit more reticent about that movie <laughs> what does reticent mean are you a robot yeah. <laughs> mine and mark's sentences are so simple it's like hi i'm your friend yeah they're all monosyllabic like yeah. i like you <laughs> Yeah, what if they're all like, well, I went to a vaguely party. They're all like three syllables. What yeah, does I sound like mean? William F. Buckley yeah. <laughs> in all of my sentences. What does reticent mean? Uh, isn't that just a, a bit more like cagey or a bit more, not cagey, but like uh, secretive or, or oh, less uh, forthcoming? Okay, yeah, or, that makes sense. Cool. I never have used that word or heard it. So. Yeah, in my life. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, your phone is smarter than I am. Like, just your phone like knows its vocabulary you pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, it does. My phone knows me, apparently. Uh, no sex life. Would have killed somebody. Yeah, would have killed somebody. What about if you wrote Harry Potter and the... Oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the morning we <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 that's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's so fucking weird. That is uh, hilarious. <laughs> first of all, my predictive te- my predictive test has the word fucked in it, which yeah. is incredible. That's what that's, you're saying all the time. That's, you know how often I'm like, that's fucked, which is probably right. a lot. 
<laughs> I love how it also follows we all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you said we, you're probably about to say fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just all three squares. Yeah, we fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. yeah, probably. It probably was. It probably was like, how was, how was like, how was Thanksgiving with the family? We fucked. Like, I might have made a dumb joke like that. Yeah. How about you? Uh, mine is uh, Harry Potter and the same diversity fellowship I did. <laughs> <laughs> the same diversity the same way, diversity okay, fellowship I did. yours is so polite yeah. like, in the morning <laughs> we <you're> fucked <laughs> I think mine is just all business yeah. just like <laughs> thinky opinions on, yeah. <laughs> like finicky opinions on things all reticent things oh, that <laughs> I don't know. mine was Harry Potter and the Christie Station <laughs> That's great, man. That was our episode. That was our. Uh, you had a good time, man. I had a great time. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. Thanks um, so much for coming in. This episode yeah, so comes fun. out July third, I think. Um, what? You got Ooh, anything to plug? Right between Canada Day and Independence Day, you know what that means? Yeah, it's war at war. The tariff <laughs> war. <laughs> yeah, finally, it's real. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing really. I mean, I just do uh, the second city show. Uh, the best is yet to come undone is the current yeah, yeah. one that is uh, playing every night except for Monday. Uh, second city main stage. So from Tuesday to Thursday, it's eight o'clock p.m. And then from uh, Friday through Sunday, it's seven thirty with uh, a second show added at ten for Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, and other than that, um, you just uh, yell my name, <laughs> yell my name in the annex <laughs> or something, and I'll come out and do, do a show for you. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I get to join you on the improv set for the 6th. July 6th, like yeah. So come on out. Can't oh, wait to have in, you back. In terms of Vesta Friends stuff, uh, keep your eyes peeled or something. I messaged Comedy Bar to hopefully get our, our eight-year anniversary show is going to be in August. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Other than that, um, we might be, we'll be at Comedy Bar for Last Call a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the Underground, too. But, yeah, the Underground, this, uh, oh, well, that's well, that, Yeah, that's this. Never you're, mind, you're never mind. That. That's just for But anyway, <laughs> but, uh, oh, I think we'll be at Vapor on the 14th. <laughs> We're doing lots of stuff. Don't worry Come about it. Check out, us guys. out. And uh, thanks so much for listening to this on Never Sleeps Network and so and much uh, to our thank sponsor. You, Humber College, uh, Humber mm-hmm. Comedy Program. And uh, we're going to close off this episode with a segment. Did you write this segment for 22 minutes or what is this? this uh, uh, yeah, this was like a, a co written. I mean, everyone in the room kind of had a pass on it, but it was, uh, yeah, like a little segment I. Uh, uh, I did when I was in a writer's room uh, a couple nice. seasons ago. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. And I love listening to it. You're going to love listening to it now. Check us out every single week here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you know how to use a telephone? Chances are, if you're a millennial, you don't. One study says most people under the age of 25 don't use voicemail anymore. That's why one woman in Canada has a business teaching young people how to use a phone. Our new correspondent, Brandon Hackett, called her up. A telephone is one of the most ubiquitous devices in modern society. But due to the rise of text messaging, Snapchat, and Friendster, people have long forgotten the sacred art of telephony. The number you dialed is not in service. So that's why I sat down with Mary Jane Cops, a.k.a. the phone lady. Please tell us uh, what it is that you do here. I train people how to communicate on the phone effectively. Here's my question about the phone. Where would I put my photos of like the food that I ate yesterday or the selfie that I took this afternoon. You don't. Uh, Not on this phone anyway. Certainly on the phone that you, your cell phone, you can do that as you know, but you wouldn't be able to do it on this. Maybe it would be helpful if we were to go through just a normal sort of 
phone call. Sure, let's okay. give it a try. So this is the receiver, so you pick okay, that up. Okay, pick it up. And then you dial your number. Dial the number, okay. And it's gonna ring. Mm -hmm. Ring, ring. Help. Help? Sorry. <laughs> you may have dialed the wrong number. Could we practice leaving a voicemail message? Would you like me to be the machine and make the beep and then you leave a voicemail message? Uh, or? I, can be, I can be the machine, how about? And then and I'll you leave, leave a message, the message for you? It'll be easier. So you, you've reached the, the, the telephone system of Brandon Hackett. Uh, please leave your name and a message. Uh, at the at the beep. Hi, Brandon. It's Mary Jane Cops calling. I didn't, I didn't do oh, that. you didn't beep. Sorry. I missed the beep. Okay. This is the voicemail of Brandon Hackett. Please leave a message at the beep. And is there a beep? Beep. Hi, Brandon. It's again. okay. Maybe make the beep closer the beep to closer when you finish again. speaking. That was really good. <laughs> That's very good. That's what I teach people to do. Yeah. Okay. So the next time you need to brush up on your telephone skills, why don't you get someone to help you give the phone lady a call? For 22 Minutes, I'm Brandon Hackett. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hey, you got Morgan from Vesta Friends. Yeah, Mark from Vesta Friends. And thanks so much for listening to the Vesta Friends podcast every Tuesday on Never Sleeps Network. Yeah, in fact, did you know that Never Sleeps Network features other amazing podcasts created right here in Toronto? Is that right, Mark? It totally is, Morgan. Like what? Like our great buddy, Jeff Paul. Ah, the human potato himself, the potato files. You can also listen to that on Never Sleeps Network as well. I think I might do that right now. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm.